Chapter Four of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. No Quarter by Thomas Main Reed. Chapter Four. Out for a walk. Unlike in other respects the sisters were unequal in height the elder being the taller with some difference in their dress too though both wore the ordinary outdoor costume of the day it was rather graceful than splendid for the hideous farthingale of the elizabethan era was then going out of fashion and their gowns close fitting in body and sleeves displayed the outlines of figures that were perfection. Theirs were not charms that needed heightening by any adornment of dress. However plainly attired, there was in their air and carriage that grace which distinguishes the gentlewoman. Still, the younger was not without affectation of ornament. Her French hood of bright-colored silk looped under the chin was so coiffed as to show in a coquettish way her wealth of radiant hair and beneath the gorget ruff gleamed a necklet of gold with rings in her ears there was embroidery too on the bodice and sleeves of her gown doubtless the work of her own fair fingers in those days ladies even the grandest dames were not above using the needle sabrina's hood of a more sombre hue was quite as becoming and more suitable to her darker complexion her general attire too was appropriate to her character which was of the staid, sober kind. Both wore strong, thick-soled shoes, being out for a walk, but neither these nor home-knitted stockings, which their short skirts permitted view of, could hinder the eye from the beholding feet, small and finely shaped, with high instep and elegant tournure of ankles good walkers they were as could be told by the way they stepped along the forest road for they were on one it was that which ran from rodian to drybrook and their faces were set in the direction of the latter between the two towns a high ridge is interposed and this they were ascending from the rodian side before they had reached its summit vaga coming abruptly to a stop said don't you think we've walked far enough why are you tired no not that but it occurs to me we may be wandering too far from home that sabrina was not wandering might have been told by her step straightforward as also her earnest glances interrogating the road ahead at every turning as these 
had been somewhat surreptitiously though not timidly given the other had hitherto failed to notice them indeed vaga was not all the while by her side nor keeping step with her a huge dog of the old english mastiff breed more occupied her attention the animal every now and then making a rush at the browsing sheep and sending them helter-skelter among the trees his young mistress for the dog was hers clapping her hands with delight and crying him on regardless of the mischief it was only when no more of the little welsh muttons were to be seen along the road that she joined her sister and put in that plea for turning back so far from home repeated sabrina with feigned surprise why we haven't come quite two miles not much over one true but but what are you afraid a little i confess and the cause of your fear not wolves if so i can release you from it it's now quite half a century since there was a wolf seen in this forest and he poor lonely creature the last of his race was most unmercifully slain the foresters being mostly of welsh ancestry have an hereditary hatred of the lupine species i suppose from that mischance which befell the infant llewellyn vaga laughed as she rejoined instead of having a fear of wolves i'd like to see one just now hector i'm sure would show fight ay and conquer it too as did the famed bethgelert his wouldn't you old heck ay that you would at which the mastiff rearing up set his paws against her breast to receive the caresses extended and after these being given him scampered off again in search of more sheep then what are you afraid of asked sabrina ghosts there are none of them in the forest either if there were no danger of their showing themselves by daylight and we'll be back home long before the sun goes down <laughs> it was as unusual for the older of the sisters to talk in such a light strain as it was for the younger to speak otherwise just then each had a reason for this revision of their roles further questioned as to the cause of her fear vaga made answer saying you're merry sister sob and i'm right glad to see you so but what i meant isn't a matter of jest instead something to be really alarmed about when you've told me what it is i'll give you my opinion upon it if neither wolves nor ghosts what can it be bipeds or quadrupeds bipeds and the sort most to be dreaded brutal men 
Oh, that's it. But what men are there about here deserving to be so characterized? None about here, I hope and believe. But you know, sister, what's going on all around the forest? These mobs of lawless fellows down at Monmouth and Lydney. Suppose some of them to be coming this way and meet us. I don't suppose it and needn't. The malignants of Monmouth and Ligny are not likely to be upon this road. If they did, twould be at their peril. The men of Rodian and Drybrook are of a different sort, the right sort. Should we meet any of them, though they may be a little rough in appearance, they won't be rude. No true forester ever is to a woman whether lady or not. That they leave to the foreign elements Sir John Winter has brought to Lydney, and the so-called cavaliers on the Mammoth side, those braggarts of their blood and gallant bearing, most of them the veriest scum of the country, its gamesters and tapsters, the sweepings of the alehouse and stable cavaliers indeed who know not politeness to man nor respect for women care neither for national honor nor social decency the enlightened young lady spoke with a warmth bordering upon indignation with truth too as like one of her sort now about tories and jingoes but alas now there are but a few of her sort youthful and enthusiastic in the cause of liberty instead ancient maidens of wealth and title some of whose ancestors trod the stage pleading at charity for the sake of popularity patronizing play-actors and endowing homes for strayed dogs showing a shameless sympathy for the foul murdering turk and his red-handed atrocities last and latest of all having the effrontery impertinent as unfeminine to counsel a dictate political action to england's people telling them how they should cast their votes what a contrast between their doings and the sayings and sentiments of that young forest girl all that lies between the mean and the noble but she went on in reference to the gentlemen of the gaming-house and hostelry tap-room we needn't fear meeting them here nor anywhere through the forest the foresters brave fellows are for the parliament almost to a man should we encounter any of them on our walk i'll answer for their good behavior and kind-heartedness something more if knowing who we are father is a favorite with them for having taken their side against the usurpations of winter though they liked him before that and i'm proud of their doing so oh so am i sabrina 
i'm as fond of our dear foresters as you it isn't of them i had any fear but apart from all that i think it's time we turn our steps homeward we're surely now two miles from hollymead and see the sun's hastening to go down behind the welsh hills while so delivering herself she faced round the welsh hills being behind their backs as they walked toward drybrook hasten as it likes rejoined sabrina it can't get down for at least another hour that will give us ample time to go on to the top of the hill and back to hollymead before supper which last if i mistake not is the chief cause of your anxiety to be at home for shame sabrina you know it isn't the last thing in my thoughts sabrina did not know that knew also she was not speaking her own thoughts but using subterfuge to conceal them it was herself had proposed the stroll she seemed so desirous of continuing to her its termination would not be satisfactory without attaining the summit of the ridge whose slope they were ascending thrown back by what her younger sister had said but still determined to proceed without giving the true reason she bethought herself of one false though plausible well vag she laughingly pursued i was only jesting as you know but there's one thing i hate to do never could do that's to half climb a hill without going on to its top it seems like breaking down or backing out and crying surrender which our dear father has taught us never to do up to the summit yonder is but a step now it won't take us ten minutes more to reach it besides i want to see something i haven't set eyes on for a long while that grand valley through which meanders my namesake sabrina and looking back from there you can almost feast your eyes on that which wanders yours vaga capricious like yourself in addition she added not heeding her sister's shrug of the shoulders we'll there get a better view of a glorious sunset that's soon to be over the heteral hills and the twilight after will give us ample time to get home before the supper-table be set so why should you hinder me to say nothing of yourself from indulging in a little bit of aesthetics hinder you exclaimed vaga protestingly i hinder you shan't say that and at the words she went bounding on upward like a mountain antelope not stopping again till she stood on the summit of the hill End of chapter four